Hello. Hi. Welcome to Drinks and Dystopia podcast, where we break down. Just have have breakdowns? Breakdowns. Yeah. Where we break down physically and mentally. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Sounds about right. We should have actually got the mic working this time. Yeah, we, we thought we had it working last time. We did not. We did not have it working. We were we were quite upset. We bought a fancy mic and then we used the default on the laptop and got really yeah, frustrated. Yeah, we, we connected the mic up and we thought, here we go, let's use this new mic. <laughs> recorded, the sh- recorded the podcast. At the end of it, we were like, oh, the quality's rubbish. What's, this was a waste of money. Turns out we didn't turn the microphone on. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Modern we were, technology. We were still powers. using the... Yeah. Aww. That's bad, isn't it? But we've mastered it now, hopefully. Yeah, that's right. We have. So, what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking Mountain Goat Organic Steam Ale. Ooh. So, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, drinking... I'm drinking a boring thing now, and now I'm just drinking... Um, Sav Blanc wine, but earlier I was drinking the Christmas cocktail. I was drinking eggnog mixed with salted caramel Kahlua. That's chaos, isn't it? That's it great. Was, like dreams. That's but it, oh, it's December. This is our first December podcast. Yes, it is the season. It is the season for dystopias. Yeah, yeah. That's always, that's year round. Wow, oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. It's very early Christmas, but very it is, early. It is a little bit, isn't Merry it? Merry December. Yeah, yeah. We've got the tree up, putting the decorations up, <laughs> ready for the festive season. Um, Backtrack Corner. I suppose the only, the main thing of Backtrack Corner is, we're sorry, the sound has been so rubbish for the last few weeks. Yeah, that wasn't good. And what, what did I get wrong in the last podcast that needs to be corrected? Uh, I feel you are 100% on point for everything. Yeah? That's... Say yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no evidence to the contrary, so there we go. Everything I said last time was the truth. We must have nailed it, because no one complained about anything. Therefore, I'm going to pretend that it's not it's because... because no one's listening. <laughs> yeah. It's not for lack of listening. We've just got all our facts perfect, <laughs> as we usually do. I am starting to worry that when we say things like that, people might think we're being serious, and that we're not being completely ironic. Okay, so this week's question... Yeah. Just like, it's just a question. This week's question, because we've just put the Christmas tree up tonight, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you some Christmas themed Oh, questions. okay. So if you had to spend <coughs> Christmas me. in a fantasy or science realm. Yeah. Science realm? Okay. <laughs> that doesn't feel right. A Sci-fi sci- realm. A science realm. A science, all realms a science of science realm. realm. Yeah. <laughs> It has gravity and atoms and everything. <laughs> Where would you spend Christmas? Which science, sci-fi, sci-fi realm, realm would I spend Christmas? The um, obvious one to jump to right here that I feel like everyone is thinking is yeah. Chewbacca's house. <laughs> I'm not so sure everyone was thinking that. Wait, have you, you've seen the Star Wars the Christmas special? The Star Wars special? Christmas, yes, of course. But I feel like that's common knowledge now that you could say that even to like... Like my mum or your nan, and she'd know what we're talking about. Well, I don't know about my nan, but like it's yeah, it's gained infamy, isn't it? A level of infamy. On the rare, on the rare chances that people don't know what it is, Chewbacca, the Chewbacca family featured in a like a seventies Christmas, no, not seventies, an eighties Christmas special where Han Solo and Princess Leia turned up to the Chewbacca house for Christmas, 
um, featuring Tiny Chewbacca. I think one of them was called Cookie Grandpa Chewbacca. It was like crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty terrible, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you say terrible. I yeah. say great. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I wouldn't so choose that one. No, I don't, I don't think I would choose that one if I'm being honest. Um, it's funny though, isn't it? You don't really get sci-fi and Christmas, you know, together often, do you? No. Not many Christmas movies are, are in sci-fi's. Is that because it's always in the future, or is they imagine that we have moved beyond such foolish things as Christmas? Is that, I, is that what you think it is? I think if I wrote a sci-fi film, I'd go the other one, and Christmas would be even bigger because. Surely, people cling on to cling occasion. on. Nice, good sci-fi reference. I know, I don't. They they look for reasons to celebrate more, don't they? Yeah, but do you think they just have in the future there'll just be other celebrations, and then we'll we'll just be like we can't have Christmas anymore because it's well, it's actually called something else, isn't it? The Star Wars one, they call it like Blown's Day or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's Futurama, isn't Futurama. it? That's it's Blurns Ball, isn't it? Futurama. Um, yeah, I wouldn't choose Futurama. Not Futurama no. <laughs> I wouldn't choose the Futurama one. No, with Father Christmas murders everybody. Do you know what? I don't know. I can't. I'm trying to. Th- I'm racking my brain because I've been put on the spot here to try and think of a sci-fi Christmas thing, and I can't. I can't think of no, any. No, you just have to guess what you think it'd be like. Like I would probably go for either Harry Potter. Or Lord of the Rings or something. Probably Harry Potter because they have the big feast mm. and they have like the. Isn't that fantasy though rather than sci fi? Or, oh, are we, or are we just smashing them all together? Sci fi, it's all yeah. make believe. Right, okay. It's going to upset some people, but. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all make believe. <laughs> just doesn't sound as fancy if I say, what make believe land do you want to go to? I'm tricking you For with Christmas. Sci-fi. <laughs> I honestly don't know. This is the worst answer ever, but I don't know. What would you pick? Harry Potter. Yeah? Yeah. You would pick Harry Potter. Oh, those feasts, the magical food, all yeah. the gifts people give you. You can put, like, sweets and chocolates and tricks and toys. You can make it snow. Boom, snow. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, I'll come to Harry Potter land with You're you. not allowed in. Why? You can come in if you can tell me three facts about Harry Potter. Um. No, wait, wait. Actually, yeah. I'm going to ask you questions. We've okay. done this before. Okay. You failed. Miserably. I don't think so. Try okay. and answer honestly. Yeah. Tell me the four houses of Harry Potter. Easy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no seriously. Try and answer. I'm gonna, what are you going to do try, now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the fact that you, you're just... I've conditioned you now. The way I'm like, oh, that's easy. Like, oh, Lee's going to make up shit. <laughs> he's not going to... He's got no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> as usual. Um, no. Gryffindor. Slytherin. Ravenclaw. Hufflepuff. Oh, how was that? Well done. There we go. I'm genuinely impressed by that. Really? Lee only watched... Oh, I suppose you watched the films, didn't you, recently? For the first um, time. Last year. I think it was last year I made you watch I watched them. a few of them. Okay, so that's one question. You've got two more to go. Two more Harry Potter Oh, go on. What is them. the name of the ginger family? Uh, easy. Um, Worsley. No. That's it. Weasley. Weasley. <laughs> I was thinking Joe Worsley used to play flank for England. <laughs> no, it was close enough though. Yeah, Weasley. Okay, and name one mythical creature. House Elf. House Elf. Okay, you can have him. The yes. House I thought you were going to say Niffler from um, Fantastic Beasts. Oh Beast. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, That's Niffler. Okay, well done. Okay, well welcome. You can come and have a I can come and have Yeah, I don't want to go. <laughs> fuck, fuck Harry Potter. <laughs> We don't want your muggle kind, anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll burn Hogwarts to the ground with you all inside. 
in the Christmas feast. Such a Slytherin thing to say. Yeah, I know. I, I, every time I've ever done a test, I've always been Slytherin, haven't I? <laughs> so this week's new world rule. In this world. Yes. Oh, why do I get the feeling you're making this up as you go along? And I'm making up the details, but I know okay. I know what. I'm just trying to think how to get there. Okay, okay, so when you are 12 years old yes. in school, you sit a test. Yeah. And whatever the result from that test is, that's the job you're allocated for the rest of your life. Okay. So we're talking, we're like, start a Futurama, you know, when they're all got yeah. a job, I like it, they got the job chips kind of thing. Yeah. But that is what you have to do. It's also a short story. I can't remember if it's Asimov or Philip K. Dick, but there's a short story about this. Right. So how do you think that would alter the world? Mm, this is a problem. I don't think it would alter the world at all. Because what, di- what difference does it make if you choose to be a policeman? Or you're just told to be a policeman, the world itself wouldn't change. You know, people might be l- less happy, or they might, but like the science doesn't change, the society doesn't change, nothing really changes. I don't, I, I don't agree. Maybe because I well, know what I want to do. Okay, so, so t- tell me how it would affect, you know, transportation systems, or how it would change, you know, the, well, anything. Well, I think socially, you'd have a world where you were being forced into a circumstance. Yeah. So you're going to have high levels of suicides, definitely. Yeah. You're going to have definitely like a portion of society that's tried to escape. Yeah. And leave. Um, It's basically just a communist country. (laughs) You know, that's what it is, isn't it? Like, it would just be the same as communist countries where people are a bit like depressed they can't follow any of their ambitions because the state decides what's important and what you should do. Yeah. There's no freedom, there's no individual liberty. It would just be a, a, a communist state, really. But don't you think that you'd get like cults everywhere, like hidden away, trying to break out of it and overthrow? Yeah, you would. You'd have resistance movements like you have in, you know, in communist states. You know, you'd have resistance movements. So do you think there's any way that a world like this could actually be a good thing? Um, I'd say it'd be a pretty... Pretty bad, pretty bad world to live in where they they allocate you to your job because I suppose the natural question is what happens if you don't want to do it? What happens if you refuse to do it? Do they just reassign you to something else, or do they put you in jail, or do they kill you? What do they do if you refuse? They put you in a contest where you yeah. battle to the death. Right. So you, <laughs> they put you into Running Man. Right. No. <laughs> oh, suddenly this world was looking up. There's okay, a, yes, no, they do. Let's do that. Well, they put you into the running man. Yeah. But are the, are the hunters from the running man chosen to no. be hunters? No, they're like, this week on, I don't like my job. <laughs> yeah. It's the accountants. And it's like all the people that didn't want to be accountants. They right. tried to run away and they got caught and then they're all thrown into the job or dome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they find out. <laughs> into the job centre. <laughs> Such a better one. Yeah. I'm gonna cut mine and say that one. Instead. The job said. Uh... No, you can't steal my punchline. <laughs> this is the problem with your the power of your editing. You can edit every joke, so you've got all the punchlines. Because that's totally what she does, everybody. It's totally what she does. I don't worry. I have no punchlines in this podcast. <laughs> I am the straight man to your kind of straight man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. What a what a winning combination. Neither of us are the funny one. Before we watch this, we. To motivate Lee, I showed him one of his favorite YouTube videos. 
get him in a better mood. So we watched a dog doing a handstand and peeing for over about two minutes. Yeah, a pug <laughs> doing a doing a pee while handstanding. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And there's more pee than pug. He's just like I, I one of the most amazing videos I've ever seen. So like, that pug might be the funny man to our straight. Yeah, man. yeah, he should be. What a time to be alive. <laughs> That there are just videos like that which you can just watch whenever you want. It's brilliant. What a time to be alive. Yeah. That is amazing. I agree, actually. Now you've said it out loud. Yeah, that is amazing. I can just, as soon as it, I'm going to watch it again. As soon as this podcast <laughs> finished, no one can stop me. I can just watch it as many times as I want. Just think, yeah. When, when we were young, the only way we'd see a funny animal is if we, like, went and found a funny animal. You had to actually physically... <laughs> see a pug doing a handstand while peeing everywhere and do you know what that happens so rarely so so rarely especially where the street i lived in how would i know how animals react to magic <laughs> very good point yeah you there's never gen- know oh, there's generations of people that don't know how animals react to magic they didn't have youtube <laughs> yeah. queen victoria i live better than queen victoria much she has- much better she hasn't seen a pug no, almost certainly never did. Well, she, she was did too busy. Punks, didn't she? Um, Is it her that had pugs? She might have. Oh, maybe she did then. Maybe, maybe that's all she spent her time doing. <laughs> just watching these pugs handstanding everywhere. Anyway, Spraying back to the piss. job centre. Oh, yes. The job centre where everyone has to fight to the death. So, yeah. So, who... who so, they have like... Um, like gladiators like in Running Man where you have the, the, the people who... The hunters... Let's say that they don't, but what they have is, like, robots. Oh, so is it like Takeshi's Castle? Is it like that? Or is it like, you know, Ninja Warrior, where they have to get through, they have to com- complete a course, and if they don't, they die? It's it's a cross between Robot Wars mm. and Takeshi's Castle. Right, okay. All right, you, you've got me here. You know exactly what <laughs> I'm into here. You've hooked because, me. Because, think about it as well. And it does actually always seem to happen in societies where they're forced to do something. They have to have some kind of outlet. Yes. And it keeps society going if they watch it. It's like subconsciously they're enjoying they're enjoying it, but subconsciously they're being told, but if you don't listen, you'll be punished. This as well. will be you next. So it, it works on two levels. So mm. it's very effective. You almost I think in a world where you're forcing people to do something, you have to ha- have these kind of things. So the threat of violence and that has to be hanging over everyone at all times. A little bit. If you, yeah. If, yeah, because it's all well and good when you're 12 years old, you get told what you have to be for the rest of your life and to just put up with it. But there's going to be people that are like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. We could get all, all political here, but we're not going to. We're not going to. No. Because politics is... I have nothing. Else. <laughs> I have no words. Just, just it. Politics <laughs> is silence. You know. Politics is silence. That's all it is. That's a t-shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, other than that, though, like, what effect? Uh, other than other than the fact that the everybody is death. yeah <laughs> is, is persistently and essentially always under the threat of being sent into a into a death match. To survive, other than that small change to the world, everything would pretty much be the same, wouldn't it? How about if you are the top of your field? Like, so if you have done the best in your office, whatever, for like 10 years, yeah, you get that 
options have been retested. Oh, okay. So there's there's a possibility for like promotion or whatever. Or change. So, so how does how does this test work? Oh, you're just looking question. at me. That, that face you gave me was just wow. <laughs> that was the I'm going to make up some bullshit right now. <laughs> so this test, right? Okay. I've deeply thought about this. Yeah, I know you have. I know you've got it all worked out. <laughs> okay, so when you were twelve, you actually do sit tests. I don't know if it's the same in other countries, but in the UK, you did. We used to do tests, didn't you? You do like an intelligence test. Oh, do you? Yeah, your stats. They're not an intelligence test, are they? They're well, just well, it's a test to decide what you know. And yeah, it's just the an English you know test, a maths test, a science test. Your intelligence. Okay. So, but it also, so I would say it tests the main subjects of that, but then you also have a physical test, a reactions test, uh, a creativity test, and a beatbox contest. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Need those beatboxes. You need to know. It's an important aspect of this future world. So, okay, so it does all those tests. So, like. So, do you think that kids would be training from like birth because parents would know what they want their child to be? Well, this is it. Is like, is so you can you can manipulate manipulate. So it's yeah. not like it's just they test your DNA and go, okay, you are predestined to this occupation. You do a test and they say if so if you've been training your whole life to be really good at English or whatever, and then they test you and they're like, You're really good at English. You're gonna become an English teacher. But I think you'd have to have an element of like personality tests in there as well. Like when we lived in South Korea, I remember one of the teachers telling me that when they were in university or high school or something, they did a test to decide who would be the best teachers. And it's kind of it's not forced upon you, but I think your family is like if you're meant to be a teacher you should be one yeah and she used to say to me she got like the highest i think in the city yeah or maybe in the country the highest grade that year to say she should be a teacher but she did not want to be a teacher but she was forced into it yeah she was great she was a really good teacher so obviously the test was right but it's just not she wasn't happy doing it yeah it was, yeah i see what you mean okay so they have a test like that because the reason i the reason i ask is because if you're if you have a way of studying and getting good at certain subjects that you can influence your test, then it's not far off what we already do now, isn't it? Where you're like, well, I want to be an animator, like you said, so you used to go do art and okay. stuff, and then you just do it. Whereas if it's like it does it from your DNA, you would have that would kind of be even worse because then you'd say, well, I always wanted to be a, a gymnast or whatever, and they say, yes, you're really good at gymnastics, but. This DNA test says that you should be a, I don't know, a, you should work in McDonald's. So McDonald's it is. You know? <laughs> if you looked at my DNA, you would say, wow, you've got hamburger blood. <laughs> well, no, that's so much salt in my blood. Mine, mine would literally <laughs> be that. I am more hamburger than man most of the time. <laughs> okay, well, let's change it then. This is our sci-fi world. So you, yeah, we can change the rules as we go along. Because the way you've got to think of it is if you were writing this as a story, what would be the most interesting way to approach it? I think DNA. Do you know what, though? How about we steal, again, I'm stealing from South Korea this episode, how about we steal the 100-day test? So What's the 100-day test? In South Korea, I, and I, again, I apologise, we lived there for two years, so this is all stories from people that lived there, so the details might be wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is good. <laughs> so this is just complete, uninformed speculation. <laughs> it's, it's Korean people that are trying to tell me something, but I didn't speak Korean very well, and they didn't speak English very well, so it's, you know, some could be lost in translation. Yeah. But 
I've heard other people say it too. So what they do is on the 100th day, um, historically, babies didn't live too long, like, you know, hundreds of years ago. So they would celebrate the 100 days as a benchmark of, like, baby has lived so long that... It's likely to survive now because it's reached 100 days. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So on the 100th day, they would sit it on the floor and they would put objects around it. And each object... Each object uh, indicated a different thing. So I think you had an abacus to show if they'd be like good at maths, good at maths, and you had money to show if they were going to be rich. Then you had a gavel to show if they were going to go to the law, and you had all these different items. And different parents wanted their child to go to different ones, but they can't influence it because they just put it there, and the baby kind of crawls. And grabs whatever it wants. Yeah. So what if you did that, but in a more controlled environment? So the parents' kid would be taken off them, and like the family would gather all together to watch in the room as this baby was placed in this big white room in the center and around it in like a big circle that changed every time was all these very detailed objects. Mm. And then the child, isn't this how they picked the Dalai Lama as well? Yeah, I think the Dalai Lama, they put a room full of, uh, it's kind of, it's a bit like the scene from Indiana Jones, isn't it? Oh, the golden child. Remember that? That's exactly the golden golden child. Well, it's, yeah, it's essentially, they have a room full of objects and some of them belong to the Dalai Lama, uh, the previous Dalai Lama. And then if the baby picks up those objects, they say that, ah, you are the reincarnation of the previous Dalai Lama, therefore, you know, you, you have to be the Dalai Lama again. Well, see, so this, this idea would have a basis. If we did it in a story or a film or something, people would be like, yeah, this is believable. <laughs> hmm. No, I quite like, uh, you know, as, the, as a, you know, the conceit of a science fiction story, it could be interesting if you put the, you know, put a baby in a room and whatever it, it grabs that's what its life is going to be yeah because if the baby was only like a hundred days old they can't speak or anything but the parents you get these obsessive parents that would get the object beforehand and they try to condition the baby to get this object but then maybe the objects change every time so the parents can't really yeah. teach the kids but you can never predict what a baby's just going to go and crawl towards yeah and you could have these scenes of like all these people in a room watching the baby and it goes to something like a a pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah. You right. have a garbage baby. Yeah, yeah. It is destined to work in trash. <laughs> and the baby would be like, hey, trash. The, oh, sorry, the ruler. Threw, threw a ruler. But you know what I mean. Yeah. No. That's. Yeah. That's interesting. Because then that makes it. It makes it interesting because it's now. It's kind of more unfair because you're saying, well. Just because I was a baby, I was three months old, and I grabbed, you know, I don't know, a pair of shoes, so now I have to be a runner or something. Or a cobbler. Yeah, I've got to be a cobbler now, because I grabbed a pair of shoes when I was three months old. That'd be interesting, because you have this whole society, what's the likelihood of people being happy with the, or being even any half good at the the jobs they've got? And if they're not good, to the job centre. To the job centre. To fight for their lives. So what happens if they survive the job centre? Do they do they get to them and be like, you can now choose your job, or is it, or do they never leave the job centre? Are they like most people who just once you go to the job centre, you never leave? I don't know. I think that in these, like in the Hunger Games and stuff, I think they they always have to reward whoever is escapes or completes the course. So maybe they would just say, maybe they would say, if you. No, the problem with rewarding them if they win in any way, it's kind of saying, well, if you don't want to do your job, you have to go into here 
you have a chance of changing it. Yeah, I suppose that's not a bad thing, though, is it? Because then the entertainment carries on. In The Running Man, they never actually ever escape. They kill them, they just make up that they escaped. Oh, yeah, they send them to, like, a fake one. Yeah, they're like, oh, they won, and they went to this Hawaiian island, and now they're living it up when they're actually yeah. dead. Well, how about if you complete the job centre, then you get to pick your job? Will only one survive? Is it like there can be only one, or can what, several survive? Uh, you know what they should do? What? If this was a film, you'd have the whole, at the end, you'd know that they get to choose what job they want. Yeah. And then what they actually get is they're like, you win, you win. And then they just walk them into that big white room again that the babies go to. Yeah. And there's just hundreds of objects around them, but they don't know what the objects mean. Right. So they have to pick something and they could again. It could be worse. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're not obvious objects. So you, you think like you see money, you think, oh, if I get, if I, I'll be, it'll be a banker or something. Yeah. You but, actually, yeah. you actually turn out that you're, 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 you're down a, you sent down a gold mine or something. Yeah, and exactly. you become a gold yeah. miner. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting interesting concept. Do you think as well, in a world where that was the case, where the symbols you picked as a baby were so important, that the art of that world, like, it wouldn't so much be about language, it would be about symbols. So every shop would have a symbol. Do, do, do you yeah, know yeah, like I Symbols would have a lot more meaning yeah. in that world. So maybe your language would be a bit more like... Um, Metaphorical? Yeah, and it would look like a bit like Egyptian. Um, oh, like hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphs. Maybe you'd have a world where symbols meant everything. Yeah. You're Possibly. looking at me like I'm insane. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just I'm wondering where you're going with this. I'm intrigued. I was getting carried away now. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm just following you up the garden path, that's all. What object would you want your mythical kid to pick? Um. The lottery ticket. What would that mean? That would mean that they win the lottery. <laughs> That's not a job. Live, yeah, their job is to be just stupidly wealthy. That's their job. Is that a job? It <laughs> seems like a job that everyone else has that I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's a job. Is that not a job? Okay. I do like the idea you've got a world of people that are shit at their jobs. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> the world just wouldn't run very well. Because everyone would be bad at it. But then everyone's bad at their job now, aren't they, really? But so. the fear of being fired. Yeah, makes you a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you'd have none of that, would you? Because you'd be like, well, it doesn't matter if I turn up late to work. What are they going to do, fire me? Yeah, and also... Well, no, no, no. I think if you get fired, you go to the job. They literally set you on fire. Maybe you go... <laughs> <laughs> you might do that. They don't even tell you either. You go into a meeting and they just lean forward and just light you. Just, yeah. <laughs> they spray you. Like, would, would you like a Would you like a drink? You're like, yeah. They just throw it in your face. It's gasoline. <laughs> Boom! Up you go. They're like there you are. Steve got fired today. They're like ooh, Not sinister. Again. <laughs> yeah. I really like that idea. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. It's a different film now. It's a comedy. Yeah, it was, yeah every movie should be a comedy. <laughs> I've just randomly put you in charge of this world now. Brilliant. Well, well, congratulations. Cheers. Your governor, palpably. <laughs> Jack, this is off topic, but yeah. I heard a really weird fact the other day. Apparently, no character in Star Wars ever says Palpatine's name. Really? How do, we know emperor, what his, right? how do we know what his name is? Then? Palpatine's the Emperor. Yeah, Emperor Apparently Palpatine. Apparently it's said once 
in the newer films. But it, yeah, I think he's just the emperor. It's only ever in said the... in the scrolling. Right, okay. At the beginning, apparently no characters say as many words. Oh. Well, they do now. I think they said it. I can't remember if it's the, the three new ones. But in the, I think in the three originals, they never said Yeah, it. in the original, they just call him the emperor, don't they? Isn't that weird, though? Like, that everyone knows that? Yeah. But you're weird. him now. You're okay, Pal- so I'm Palpally. Pal- I'm Palpally. <laughs> um, would you allow the people in this world to have hobbies? No. No? No. Why? Because I'm a tyrant. <laughs> I want everyone... I would like miserable. I never said you were a tyrant. I've just oh, put you in charge of this world. I'm just assuming I'm a tyrant because <laughs> someone it. puts me in power. I'm assuming I'm going to brutally oppress everyone around me. <laughs> That's my natural inclination. Okay, so but Lee yeah. running for governor next <laughs> I know, year. I know, yeah. Vote Lee. Vote Lee. Do you like brutal oppression? Then I'm your man. Vote that, for me. That might be the joke. Or I will week. kill you. <laughs> world was in chaos and robotics was taking over so much mm. that a lot of jobs didn't exist anymore so what the government decided was look all these big corporations we should get together with the government and we should decide the jobs that we know humans are going to have to do but it's annoying because everyone now knows yeah, but only a tiny proportion of the people have to do that. How are we going to work out who gets paid or whatever? So they allocate everyone a job when they're babies. And you probably find most of them would be creative jobs that robots can't do yet. Yeah. And we're going to give everyone a universal wage. But to reward you, we'll give you additional points each year. And depending how many points you get, Depends whether you go up a stage to the next pay level and so on. And when you reach a certain point, you retire. Right. Okay. It's easy to think of this place as a dictatorship because, you know, we said people get murdered. But yeah. let's pretend that there's... There's alternatives. Yeah, yeah. So there is an alternative to this. Well, you say there is. I don't know if it would work in practicalities. Yeah, I'm not but, saying but, it would work in practicalities. But it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Practically, it's... I just normal. like the fact you're building this whole society with all these <laughs> rules... And all these, like, That's these, the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> I know, it's just, it's just impressive that I can just throw these things at you. Like, well, how'd that work? And you're not just like, I don't know. You're just like, well, this is how it would work. And you just oh, it's established. No, no, I think it's good. You just sort of established all these different, you're like, well, this is what it would do. And it would do this, it would do this. I'm like, this is amazing. It's just coming up with a whole society. This is my nerdy hobby. Yeah. To just make up stuff. Yeah. It's a good hobby. What do you do? I make up stuff. <laughs> make stuff up. So do you think that there's, that changes the world a lot, if that's the way behind it? Because people will get wage because the corporations that would definitely need humans. It's hard for me in my mind because all you're describing, all I'm seeing in my mind's eye is, is the Soviet Union. <laughs> it's all I'm seeing. Every time you say, oh, and then this happens, I'm like, that's the Soviet Union. And then this happens. Yep. Yep. That's the Soviet Union again. So it's all I can imagine it being. So, Im- so I'm not being very imaginative or creative with my ideas because it's just it's just Russia. Okay. Well, let's say though, for for the sake of uh, not being evil dictators, let's say yeah. that they tried that way for a while. Okay. And they were like, maybe this killing people in the job center is not the best approach. <laughs> yeah. How about another way? So they get rid of the job center. Yeah. And what they bring. I love the best I, bit. That was my favorite bit about this whole world. <laughs> so, what it is now is the universal wage for everyone. Okay. But what they realized is by getting rid of jobs, 
people are starting to go a bit stir crazy. Like they need something to do. So they make up this thing that yeah, to get the the wage everyone has to do the job they're allocated. Right, okay. You can have hobbies that make additional money and stuff, but you have to go and you have to do your hours. If you get fired, they won't set you on fire. No. <laughs> it's a shame. But uh This may, this society's gone soft. You may disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's back in again. I like it again. And it just so happens to be a Mexican TV show called El Job Center. <laughs> Don't know what that accent was. <laughs> yeah, what was that? It was like a robot Spanish <laughs> machine. Um, how would that work? How would you think that world would be? <laughs> it sounds like the same world. They just don't. <laughs> They just don't make you fight to the death on TV. They just send you like to Mexico, it. apparently. <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Like, at least make the people fight to death on TV. But I think the problem is, is that I, I think I would, I would just naturally rebel against this kind of system. Because on the one hand, it'd be good to have direction. But then I would be like, this is not the direction I chose. Rebellion. And I would sort of, I'd end up in El Job Centro or whatever. <laughs> I think. See, one of the characters in this film would have to be someone that invented the robots in the job centre. Hell yes. And then they quit. But now they're in the job centre with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's definitely in this film. I would hope so. He's like, come on! (laughs) And he's like, if only we knew how to get around the robots. And someone's like, well, actually... I built 7.2 of the percent of the robots. <laughs> 7.2? You built one robot. Is it the one that opens the door? No, it's 72%. I, built, I built 7.2% of a robot. It's like, oh, you built a hand or something. <laughs> yeah. But he can help with that. Yeah, he knows. So, okay. So Arnie's in this. I'm all, This has improved it immeasurably. People are, keep saying to him in the press, like, don't you think it's a bit similar to Logan's run? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Running Man. Which one's Logan? Oh, do you know, Logan Run. I've always wanted to see Logan Run. That's the one when you get old and they ship you off, right? Yeah, with Michael York. I've never seen it. It's good. It's really good. I haven't, yeah, this is sci-fi I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. I know, we haven't seen Logan's Run. It's I think great. because someone told me they're like 32 and that upset me. Because that was like next year. I don't even think it's, I think it's like 27, isn't uh, it, or something? I could be wrong. I can't remember. It's been so long, so... If it's a birthday we haven't had yet, we're having a Logan Run party. Th- yeah, yeah, we should. I think we, I think we're goners. I think they would have, it would have been carousel for us already. What's that mean? Oh, Is that like a fun place? It's not as fun as the name would suggest. <laughs> no, it's it's a little bit like the job center. <laughs> you know, it's it's not. It's a quite a deceptive name. Yeah, carousel is not good in Logan's Run. How about? Yeah, go on. You can veto this, or you're the yes nomad. I just say things at you, and you decide if it's to be or to not. To I be. have ultimate Palpatine powers. <laughs> okay, so how about I'm pitching to the government now? Okay. How about? Yeah. We're in the future, so. We are in the future. That's we weird. Can... I thought we were in the present, but you're right. We're in the future. <laughs> no, no, we're in the future. Okay. We can test you, those babies. We can make them in a bag. <laughs> now a human being evolved. So make them in a bag. <gasps> Have you not seen? Really, really? They're making sheep in bags now. <laughs> <laughs> They've just thrown a sheep yeah. in a, a fake womb. Right. And you can see it. A fake womb, okay. When you said in a bag, I thought you meant like literally a supermarket plastic bag. A shopping bag. Like one of those steam packets of veggies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just, you whack in a microwave, sheep pops out. 
Yeah. Oh, it's really creepy. This is like this little bag with like vacuum packed sheep just growing inside it. Oh god, it's really weird. But they're testing it. But they reckon that one it's day that will work. Or... <laughs> so just like it was like a little meal, but they just no. One grow... day that's how we grow humans. Really? So I just carry it, like um, one of those bags you have when you can't work your kidneys anymore. Like a colostomy bag. Yeah, like but a colostomy baby. Right. Okay. <laughs> I feel like bag is the word I should have kept from that saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The colostomy probably. Colostomy baby. <laughs> what is Right, so Okay, so carry on. So we're making we're making babies in bags. So now. maybe you win one by being a good employee. Right. So if you want children and that comes with the benefits of then letting you have some time off to look after the child. Right. To prepare it for the job it ultimately gets given. Yeah, yeah. But it's not it's not your baby, not your biological baby. I no, I think it is. I think you can um I think you can request a baby. Like once you I like this. I think you can I think you can request <laughs> a baby. You're making these rules up. You don't have to say, Oh, I think I think if I remember rightly, I re- if I remember reading the policy correctly, I think you can request it. You could just say I have a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde brain when I do these things. So there's the part of my brain that's like, this is how we should do it. And there's the normal part of my brain that is like, is, th- is that really the best idea? And the other part's like, yes, this is how it should work. But no, it's more like a board meeting, actually. There's like six of them deciding yeah. ideas. And I'm picking which one of those ones is the best. Yeah. It's, um, it's pitch brain. It's, I mean, does the you have a pitch brain and then your mind mouth tells us those ideas i'm such a pitch <laughs> you think that you can you you can you can from what i heard from what you heard from what you understand i mean you don't you know you know from the team in my head yeah yeah you haven't seen every single word of the policy documents and stuff but you can choose you, you can win the opportunity to make a baby right yes in a bag, though. You've got to make it in a bag, like steamed veg. Yes, yeah, so you can carry on working. So you can carry on working. You can bring it with you to work. You just hang it up. Just in its bag, it. like, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> Stick it in the fridge or whatever. So what if you don't have a partner or whatever? What happens about making a baby? Do, they, think... do they have donor? <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd have to have, like, how about you have two people? If you're not with someone, you just request that you want that. And if there's other blokes that have requested it, then they pay you up. Right, okay. Right. So then who gets the baby, though? Oh, now you're together. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is taking a turn. <laughs> so the government decides your job and your partner. <laughs> yeah, you're right. People should just be told who they should marry. <laughs> I've changed my mind. Take your bag, baby, and get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. You should just line up at the job centre <laughs> and you should just be given a partner and a, and a baby in a bag. And then they're like, do you, do you, how, how do you feel about all this? And you'd be like, I'm not that happy. They go, go and fight to the death in the cage, in the Thunderdome. <laughs> if Arnie was there as well, it'd be better. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If they're like, go in the cage and fight Arnold Schwarzenegger. How would Arnie say, welcome to the job centre? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the job centre. I'm in. Yeah. I'm going to that job centre. You come in here, you die. <laughs> At my, with my bare hands. <laughs> Make him say... Make him say, like he sat next to me. I'm like, oh, make him say, like you're a ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make him say, now who's redundant? <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> now who's redundant? Oh god, do your job or redundant. Don't. I don't know what that is. 
Do you know what the was? 100% not cutting that. You have to cut that. I will that. never cut that. You have to cut In that. In fact, I might just change the podcast so at the beginning of every podcast it's like <laughs> you saying that. <laughs> so what would be your nightmare job? What would be the worst job you could have possibly been given as a five-year-old, as a one-year-old? <laughs> um, probably, oh, what would be the worst job? Well, see, it's hard actually because when you think of a job and you think why you don't want to do it, if you've been trained from birth to, like I hate answering phones and stuff, but if that's all I'd ever known, would I hate it? Would you have schools like we have schools now? Because like the whole reason you, I suppose you have schools now is you give people a general education and then they specialise later on based on their abilities. Yeah. But if you've known since you were a child you're going to be an accountant, why would you take the, Why would you make them take PE lessons or why would you make them do French? All you would do is just say, okay, you're going to accountancy school yeah, like from the age of five. Academy. Yeah, they're just whatever be, you're gonna be. Absolutely. And that's all you would do. You would just go there from the age of five or or eight or whatever they decide or is from, the best age. From nursery. So like oh, from nursery. as soon as you know what job you have, yeah. everything would be tailored. That's all you'd need. You play with the toys that would be tailored for that job. Yeah. You'd watch the television shows that were tailored for that job. So it'd be like accountant telling Toby's lawyer telling Toby's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Architect telling Toby's. Each okay, I, I'm getting. I'm getting that there's a theme here. It's job, then Teletubbies. Did you get that? I didn't get that. Yeah, the Teletubbies. You're, you're quite a fan of the Teletubbies. No, but you know what I mean. I just yeah. mean that like this world would be divided into however many categories there were, and that's it. You'd live in that category. Watching Teletubbies. So, is this place a utopia, dystopia, or a midopia? Dystopia, definitely. Do you think there's elements? That like I know we're no. not working it out right now, but like there's elements to this that you can apply that would actually help society. What? What? Go on. The universal pay. You don't need to have a situation where everyone's told what job they do <laughs> and they have to have a baby in a bag before they've got to fight to the death against Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you don't need all of that just to have a basic income. Don't you want to watch the jobs under them? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, that fits. I'll admit that's good. But yeah, this is one hundred percent a dystopia. This might be one of the most dystopian ones. Yeah, there is so very li- this. Is, it's the Soviet Union. <laughs> we all kind of agree that was not good. I think we're going to get a lot of comments on this one. I think people are going to have some strong feelings. About I think they're going to be like you two, have just not even even engaged with this remotely. This is just the ravings of a pair of lunatics. <laughs> That's, That's why the drinks part is involved in the title. Though. Yeah, we We're really warning. we really need to do these ones without drinking. That would be pretty good. We should have done drinks, drivel, and dystopia. Just really <laughs> let people know. Yeah, well, um, just drivel. You just call it drivel. <laughs> would you live there? No. Would you live there if you could pick your job? If I could be Stalin in this... Would you? So now you have to decide. You have to live in either this world or the one from last week, which was the meteor going to kill us all in 10 years. Meteor. What? Yeah. Well, last week you said that was a dystopia and you didn't want to live there. I, I don't, but it's better than this. You just don't want to live in North Korea. I just don't want to live in North Korea. Yeah. Racist. <laughs> uh, where in the world can we find you, Lou? Um, nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> I do not exist outside of my physical self. <laughs> Do you know where we exist? Um, I've heard rumours, whispers, theories that we have a website. We do. Do you know what it is? www. 
drinks and dystopia dot blogspot dot com. Well done. Is I'm really it? impressed by that. Yeah. Yes. I also love the disdain of the blogspot. Blogspot dot com. Yeah. We are the common folk here, okay? Christ, you're not you're not wrong there. <laughs> People want to email us in questions or complain about the random rubbish we've been saying this whole episode. Keep it to yourself. We're not interested. <laughs> We're not interested. You can email us at drinksanddystopia at hotmail.com. <laughs> yeah. She's just randomly squeezing my head. <laughs> I like squeezing your head. It's like, fun. like it's a melon. Squeeze. <laughs> like a little munchkin. Like squeeze. Oh, wait, I can't say that. Is that offensive? No, munchkins are real. <laughs> is Munchkin offensive? There's going to be loads of Munchkins out there going, I can't believe she said that. Munchkins are mythical, right? <laughs> oh, where, where do you think Munchkins are from? I'm interested now. What's a Munchkin? <laughs> I'll take the fifth. <laughs> oh. Well, as soon as the words left my mouth, I, I knew a Munchkin wasn't a real thing, but... Just for a fraction of a second, I thought there was some political terms. You were, you were concerned that it was like a it was a, a politically incorrect term for a certain group of people, Munchkins. <laughs> Imagine that'd be the cutest insult ever if that's there's a group of people. Oh, was a bloody Munchkin, he is. <laughs> there was a mass Munchkin march today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we demand the Munchkin rights. <laughs> that's the sketch from this. Yeah, yeah. Munchkin marches. Munchkin marches. They want to. <laughs> they want every road and street in Britain to be to be remade in yellow bricks. That's what they want. The Munchkin people. Uh, thank you so much for chatting nonsense with me. Thank you. Thank you for that question, which I was pretty sure before we started. It's very. It's, this is the normal world. It's no. It's no different. But um, it was quite different, actually. There was elements of it which I was unprepared for. Arnie? It's mainly Arnie. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to pop up again. He, he finds his way into a lot of these, doesn't he? Or do you cut that a lot? Oh, you cut it oh, a lot of bits. oh. I extended it, if anything. Oh, yeah. Just slow it down. Okay, well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you. I you think enjoyed we'll do this, this again? Um, no, I think we've had our run, haven't we? <laughs> I think that's it. I think we're done. What if I get you more beer for next time? Oh, I'm in. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> to dystopias. To dystopias. I'm going to cheers you. This I'm is a thing my, now. Is my, my empty bottle? Can I cheers you? Oh, it's a little drag at the bottom. It's okay. To dystopias. To dystopias.